0: Welcome to this episode of Consider It, Blacklit. I am Kim Singleton, your host. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, Consider It, Blacklit highlights films, television programs, and stage plays featuring African-Americans up front and behind the scenes. We also discuss social issues as it relates to some of these programs and how they may or may not impact our communities. So thank you for tuning in, and we hope you continue to tune in each week. Today, it is my pleasure to have the artistic director of the famous Crossroads Theater Company, Ricardo Kahn. Welcome, Ricardo.
1: Hi, thank you for having me, Kim. It's a yeah, pleasure.
0: I am so excited. Like I had mentioned to you before, I heard your name over the years, and the fact that I'm getting an opportunity to interview you is really, really a high point for me. So thank cool. you for joining us today.
1: Right. Good, good, good. good.
0: OK, so I'm going to start off. Um, give our audience a brief history of the Crossroads Theater Company. Like how and when did it start?
1: A brief history of f- over 40 years. Is that what you're asking?
0: Yeah, well, give us some highlights. <laughs> <laughs> it's um
1: well, it's it's been a great time because what it has been is a, an opportunity to. Uh, to do our work the way we were trained to do it. When I was uh, in school at Rutgers and then the graduate school at Mason Grove School of the Arts, I, along with a number of people, but one being uh, Lee Richardson, who uh, was in the program at the time, we had gone through three and four years of graduate school to then come out and do our work as as theater artists and i was a director and an actor and i would go into audition and lee would go into auditions in new york and we would realize how negative the roles were for black people and how limited they were for 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 black men and i thought that's not why my parents put me through school and then I put myself through grad school and then we came to this point to do the work that did not represent who we are as African American people. And so Crossroads was started in 1978 by Lee and I as a way to show that uh, black life, uh, like black art and black culture is Relevant to everybody, and should be shared by everybody in a way that was more illuminating than what you would normally see at that time. So that's where our name comes from, Crossroads. It's the coming together of many uh, different um, walks of life and types of people and ages and and, uh, and 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 religions and faiths in order to come out of it just a little better or a little differently than you would have uh, had you not come. To see a Crossroads show through the years, we 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 did mainly revivals in honor of companies that came before, like the Negro Ensemble Company and uh, with Douglas Turner Ward, and and the New Federal Theater with Woody King and the National Black Theater with Barbara Antier and and many more. The works that came out of Crossroads originally started. When we were maybe in our fifth or sixth year, we were doing works by Don Evans from Trenton. And then we were doing other new works from the West Indies. And then we did a work by George C. Wolfe, which was new and no one knew about him at the time. And that was the Colored Museum. And that really put us on the map. That was mid-80s. And at that time, we had done a, a play by Ron Milner from Detroit about Martin Luther King. And and it just went on from there. And more and more, we started to do more and more new plays and less historic plays and more contemporary works. And that, I think, fed the need for people not only in this state of New Jersey, but throughout our region and then eventually the country uh, to have a voice that was articulating our story in a very authentic way. And so we started in a, a somewhat abandoned sewing factory, then moved mm-hmm. to the center of town in New Brunswick, the uh, part of the Brunswick uh, Cultural Center, which was um, at 7 Livingston Avenue that was our building. And then in recent years, the building was uh, was knocked down, so was George C. Playhouse next to it. And in its place was built the New Brunswick Performing Arts Center. Mm. And that is where we are now. I left Crossroads in 1999. It was shortly after we won the Tony Award for Outstanding Regional Theater in America. Mm. Uh, and yeah, part of me said, okay, now what do I do next? But another part wanted to do more and more international work. And that's when I moved to Trinidad, and I lived there for about a year. I oh, spent wow. a lot of time in South Africa, and somewhere along the way, Crossroads had closed down for a bit, just to pause and reorganize. And when I came back in 2003, I helped them get back on their feet, and then and then left. And I left uh, Marshall Jones uh, in charge, Marshall Jones the third, and he was there for over ten years before he left in December of 2019 and that's when I returned and we are in the New Brunswick Performing Arts Center we're very excited about that and we could talk about that more but I am uh, uh, joined by on the team by Monica Weeks who is the director mm-hmm. of marketing and operations and Peg Schuler Armstrong who is general manager who came out of uh, Lincoln Center where I used to work also and We also have veterans, Susan Settles and Roz Neal, and just a number of people who have come back to say, you know what, let's do it. Let's do Crossroads, not the way necessarily it was when we first started in 1978, because the world's changed. Let's Mm -hmm. do it now for who the world is. And that's where we are.
0: Wow, it sounds like an amazing team. And I know some of your team members, too, and they are all Mm -hmm. very, very amazing. They
1: are. They totally are.
0: Yeah. So you've been in the business for a very long time. Did you always know you wanted to be in theater or how young were you when you got the theater bug?
1: When I got the bug?
0: Yeah, when you got the bug. My mother,
1: look, my mother was from Philadelphia and the way she grew up, just like uh, most uh, African-American Uh, people at that time was each one reach one lifting as we climb trying to raise your your sense of who you are and and elevate through education and also helping others uh, just just be better be better as a quote-unquote race and part of that was culture for my mother part of that was was the arts was music and uh, she she had a piano since she was a kid in Philadelphia and when we were growing up and growing up in our house she still had that same piano and I learned on that piano uh, each of my siblings we we were not given a choice and then after that we could we could do whatever we want. I stayed with piano. Another brother of mine, Amir, he went to drums and then the trumpet and Rashid played violin. And that's just how we were raised, Kim. I don't know when the bug hit me. I know that specifically for theater, I was doing a play, uh, a Gilbert and Sullivan operetta in Philadelphia where I was going to school. And I fell in love with the music of it because I was one of the few African-American, actually I was the only African-American male in the class for all those years. I was put off to the side of the stage, Mm -hmm. I was not allowed on the stage, but I was on the side along with uh, other folks and, and, and all the Jewish people as well. And that's where we were, but that's where I observed my love for music and, and for the stage.
0: You had mentioned George Wolf, but there were a lot of actors and icons that came through crossroad theaters. Why don't you tell us about some of the ones that you yeah. worked with?
1: Sure, Kim. I, I mean, the thing is, eventually it got to the point for me where, uh, and and this was when, right around the time Lee, had, uh, had left Crossroads, so it was in the mid-'80s. And I wanted to surround myself with a circle of artists, not just say, okay, I'm gonna do it, it's gonna be my right. way. No, I wanted to, 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 to create that circle for myself and for our theater, and I felt that at that time what was missing for black actors and black writers and black directors and, and, and designers and creatives was a sense of home somewhere. Other theaters had it. Uh, A lot of theaters followed the the rule of the artistic home, which was their opportunity to provide artists uh, a a place where they can always, they can call it home and they can always come back. And and I felt that we didn't have that as black people at all. Mm -hmm. So I created that at Crossroads. It was called the Associate Artists Program and into that program, Came George C. Wolfe and Anna Devere Smith and Entezaki uh, Shange and Bonganian Gema from South Africa and Hal Scott and Avery Brooks here, from here in New Jersey and and the list went on and on and on. Denise Nicholas uh, from L.A. and and uh, Leslie Lee. The thing is, for them to come to Crossroads and say, "Wow." I feel at home here, meant that they could try the most crazy things that are in their head. They could reach for the the bold ideas, that they can reach for the sky, that they could climb the tree and go on the branch knowing that if they fall, we're there to, to pick them up, to, to grab them and pick them up. But without that, they didn't have it. So what do you do? You do safe work most of the time. I didn't want that. I wanted the work that spoke boldly to our existence. And so the way to do that was to get bold artists, brilliant artists, bring them together and say, this is a home. You could do whatever you want to do and we will support you. And if a project takes two and three years to develop, well, so be it. We're there for that. We will support that and 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 then eventually other people started to join the Associate Artists program like Ruby D. And, and and when folks like that started to come, it's not like people didn't hear about us before, but then we were able to start to make the connections between our ancestors and those who came before and paved the way, like Ruby and Aussie and, and 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 folks like that. And the folks who were just coming into Crossroads as interns, who were coming out of out of HBCUs and 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 having nowhere else to go, for that kind of experience. So it, it was a, it was a hopping time for us because we were able to put the artists on one part of their careers together with the artists of the other, and the art created some really uh, wonderful and important work.
0: Right. That's amazing. And it's so important that the home was created for artists to just express themselves in our way, you know, mm-hmm. without. Well,
1: in our way and, and in, in within our environment, right? Mm-hmm. Our atmosphere, our music's playing in our in our offices, and that's OK. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, but yeah. that's
1: not what and I don't mean to put down any of my uh, fellow uh, brothers and sisters in, in, in other mainstream theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, white institutions, primarily, who are now bringing folks in, uh, uh, who are of color, who are brown and, and, and black, and that's a beautiful thing, but most of the time they're the only ones. Mm-hmm. At crossroads, we uh, were like an oasis where people could come and kind of proverbially let their hair down, like just relax and be who they are
0: awesome amazing amazing so let's talk about the crossroads programming tell us about the crossroads festival theater
1: oh yes yes okay well so here's the thing i was gone i was not at crossroads when the building was knocked down our our new theater at 7 livingston avenue but i understood what the city was trying to do they wanted to build one home that provided many, many uh, venues for the, a number of performing arts groups in New Brunswick, and the New Brunswick area. So that being Crossroads and the George G. Playhouse and Rutgers University, Mason Gross School of the Arts, uh, Princeton Ballet. and And so I went into that building, and I got to tell you, it is beautiful. First of all, the venues are state-of-the-art. There are two state-of-the-art theaters in the center. There are also um, rehearsal halls, and there's a huge, beautiful lobby, and there's um, just anything you wanted, anything you were ever dreaming of in terms of having the equipment and the right place to do your work it's there and I love that I walked in there and knew that this that Crossroads was among many other companies who were part of this and it was a little difficult not to see our shingle up Mm -hmm. not to see our sign and I thought well what if we were able to take over the entire center for a month every fall and a month every spring. And during that time, do our works all over the place. So we have one Crossroads show in one theater. We have one Crossroads show in another. We have in, in the, our rehearsal hall a place where every night community groups and local artists can do their work and we support them and we present them. And every Saturday morning, we have free family Saturdays where music and art and poetry and, 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 and you know, reading books and those sorts of things uh, can be provided to not just the children but their their families to come and and just be part of something together. All of this stuff, Kim, and the fact that what's in the middle of it all is a marketplace in the lobby, rather than it being just a lobby. We would put our kinte cloth, and we would put our m- music, and 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 there would be a marketplace with uh, with. Literature and, and a bookstore, and and selling jewelry, and and arts and crafts, and our food and and drinks, and just make it a common place, regardless of where you're going, what show you're going to. But when you go to the show, it's Crossroads. That's what Crossroads Festival Theater is. It's not. Oh God, let's come. We got to go to a play because it's good for you. No, you come because you celebrate who you are, who we are, and and it doesn't matter what what uh, color your skin is. It doesn't matter your 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 faith or religion or or sexual orientation or uh, nationality. What matters is that you can see yourself in this celebration also and and uh and and once again i'm going back to our name crossroads we're not going to forget that we're about bringing people together
0: oh wow i love it i absolutely love it and i can't wait to come see one of the productions at the facility you
1: gotta you, gotta, you know we just did when day comes which well, I wanted started, you to
0: talk about that because that's one of your creations, right? When you came back.
1: It is, but it wasn't okay. because I, I had another show that I wanted to do called Freedom Rider, which I was looking forward to doing it for a while. And uh, and it was actually written by me and four other writers. And we were about to do it when the pandemic hit and knocked us down. So that was in early 2020. So it's been delayed and it will come in June of 2021 in just a little bit of time.
0: 2021 and 2022.
1: I'm sorry, 2022. That's right. I'm so sorry. And With
0: the pandemic, it has us all like <laughs> it took our sense way. of time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> No, I'm so yes, it really, really did. And and so the plan was originally to do Freedom Rider in the fall of 2021. But then the pandemic kept on going and Delta said no. And then after that, uh, uh, in fall, in the fall, what we did decide to do instead uh, was come together about uh, around a a play that reminded us of of what we went through in terms of twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one and and that's really what I wanted to do. I, I I felt before we get to a play that takes us back to 1961 and the civil rights movement, let's talk about 2021. (laughs) And what we went through as a a world together, as a nation together uh, with two pandemics, one being uh, COVID and the other being uh, social injustice. We all went through this. And so the play that I wrote, was actually done with Sweet Honey and The Rock in mind because it was also supposed to be about healing and kind of bringing people into a place where we can breathe again. And, uh, and that's what When Day Comes was.
0: Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's talk about, your uh, when's your next season, in June?
1: It, the next festival's in June, yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah.
0: what can we expect with that festival?
1: Well, like I said, Freedom Rider. Okay, will will be uh, coming in in June, and we're actually doing that as a co-production with the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, mm. which is really exciting because not only are they a wonderful organization, but being in the South, we're going to rehearse the show there, and 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 the Freedom Rider Museum is involved, and and. The, there's the lynching uh, museum there as well, or memorial, and and I just want all of that to be part of our experience that creates Freedom Rider that you will see in June at Crossroads in, in 2022. Uh, we will also have another show running as we did in the in the festival that we can't announce yet. Okay, but it, it, it's, <laughs> it's a contemporary show, uh, and and uh, and then following that. We, um, uh, I'm sorry, at the same time, we will also have the nightly community readings every night in the uh, rehearsal hall. And we will also have some incredible artists coming for our free uh, Saturday, family Saturdays.
0: How long does it take to prepare for a season? Like, when do you have to start to get up to the point of opening night?
1: Sure, well, it takes a team of course. And and it starts, I mean, I will begin just in terms of the vision. Right now, I'm working on a 2023, 2024, as well as 2022, 2023, those seasons. So you figure two years ahead of time, Working on what are these shows about, and working with writers on what do you want to say, what do you want to work on, what what have you been doing that we can uh, consider producing in a year or in two years, and once I have a s- sense of that, then I work with with my team here at Crossroads to just flesh out feasibility and the financials and all of that and and that normally takes a year beforehand to be able to do that because keep in mind we're a non-profit so it means that budgets have to not only be developed and vetted but also approved ahead of time by the board so we have to give them time and that normally is is a little less than a year and then we begin working with directors and uh and 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 putting the teams in place and and working with the directors we then say okay who is going to design and and then from the design point of view the designers have to start working on what the designs are and that normally starts about six months ahead of time and then we go into casting which is about three months ahead of time or four months ahead of time and once we have the cast Two months ahead of time is when we start to uh, rehearse. Mm-hmm. So it, it, <laughs> it all builds up, but it takes an awfully long time to create theater. It, it, you know, it, it takes a long time to create anything. Right,
0: right. But it right. takes a
1: team, and all of that team working together and joining the process at some point. And finally we get to opening night, which is where our final collaborators join us, And that's our audience because we can't be theater without our audience. So I'm looking forward to seeing you, Kim, on opening night.
0: Oh, I'm going to be there. Okay. <laughs> I am yeah. definitely going to be there. And yeah. I like asking this question because, you know, we as audience members or, you know, someone who's not in the theater and not production, they come, they sit there, and I don't think they can appreciate, like, really what goes into it. So mm. that's why I like to ask, you know, how long does it take? What goes into it? So people know how much work yeah. goes into it, too, for yeah. their pleasure. So, definitely So pleasure. thank you for sharing that with yeah. us for sure. Yeah. So, you know, we're counting down on our time, but I did want to ask you, is there any additional information you'd like to share with the audience about Crossroads Theatre before we sign off?
1: You know, you can find everything by just going to our website. You, you really can. Uh, org. And what you'll also find is that we're not just doing works here, but we also have works online that are global. We're connected with the market theater for example in south africa we are connected with indian artists and we are connected with with companies in uh in the uk and then of course there are those here with uh, we just did some works with um uh with uh high arts in new york and with organizations in portland oregon and we're about to do uh, some shows in the south, and I, I just think that that is that speaks to a strength we would like to maintain, which is that we are working together with, as collaborators with other partners all over the world because we're a world people. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's who we are, and and we had to be all online for two for twenty twenty one, right? That season. Right everybody did but that's when we learned how valuable being online can be theater can't be done online in the way it can be live but we learned some things from being online so why not do both and that's what we're doing
0: awesome awesome
1: yes. well
0: that's our time for today but thank you so much Ricardo for joining us and remember audience go to what's the website crossroad theater company crossroads
1: theater company.org.
0: So thank you again, and audience, thank you for tuning in. And until next week, yes. Yes, And until next week, consider yourself blacklit.